0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Since World War I, there have existed shortwave radio stations that send out strange communications, usually vocalized numbers. Their purpose remains unclear, though it is widely believed that governments use them to communicate with undercover spies— Today, we dive into the fact and fiction that surround the enigmatic existence of the numbers stations. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force, to another episode of Red Web, the show talking about all sorts of unsolved mysteries, true crime, cryptids. And today, oh, one of my favorites, it's the numbers stations. I'm your resident radio enthusiast. Trevor Collins, joining me, hearing this for the very first time with that gut check, Alfredo Diaz. So you're telling me mm-hmm. there's a bunch of stations
0: since World War I. Yes, sir. That were used to communicate with each other. Absolutely. And they're still used to communicate today.
1: Oh, yeah. And we have examples for your listening enjoyment.
0: And um, I mean, most likely then they're upgraded over time.
1: No, honestly, when you listen to these, it sounds kind of like the same as ever. I would be deeply fascinating to hear your first. So you've never heard of number stations? No, I've heard of numbers though. Oh, well, I'm glad. (laughs) I'm I'm glad we're on the same footing. So number stations are really, really creepy. There's a lot of theories behind them, but today we're going to talk about, like I said, the fact and fiction therein, what we do know about them, as well as some of the purported maybes behind their purpose. But again, we have at least four examples for you to listen to, and I'm very eager to see if perhaps you're a sleeper agent. Maybe one of these stations will wake you up. Oh, like a Winter Soldier type situation. Yeah, you get activated. okay. Okay, I get it. Find out one of your
0: arms is metal. Honestly, I was going to, I was going to, oh, oh, um, <laughs> honestly, I was thinking, come on, it's got to be, that's real, right? You know, stations, they upgrade over time mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, they communicate with, you know, uh, spies or whatnot. That's out there. Absolutely. But, but like older technology that they just kind of haven't upgraded and they still used. I'm curious to see as to why. Yeah.
1: I think there's a few interesting
0: reasons in there. Like what exactly is the technology that mm-hmm. is like, you know what? we don't need to upgrade it. it's perfect.
1: it's perfect, you know what I mean right? Like, we, we nailed it in the mid nineteen hundreds never change
0: it exactly you know add add this digital thing or right. this um this facial whatever, and like no, 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 it's perfect. We've had it, we've nailed it, no one's cracked it or anything like that we're we're solid, we're good to go. So that being said, I'm curious also to see if it's ever been cracked, or they, if they care that it's been cracked. Like th- the fact that it's lasted that long and hasn't been changed—that's the big mystery to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what's, that's what's
0: got me curious. And then, of course, you're giving me some tangibles that I can munch on, and I love oh, that. Yeah, you
1: can, you can, you can snack on these ones. These are a bit of morsels. <laughs> you know, some uh, some knowledge chips this time. But <laughs> what's interesting about this mystery, which we've only encountered a few times is that it kind of reacts to the real world i can't say one for one like someone found it and then it moved but you'll see how yes the technology doesn't change but these signals do move in their origin depending on time so we'll talk about that a little bit with that said let's dive into it i'm excited i have no idea what the hell that could be okay (laughs) okay We'll get there when we get there. So, like I said, since at least World War I, shortwave radio enthusiasts have noticed and kept track of strange broadcasts that they've heard from all around the world. This range of shortwave radio signals extends usually from the 30 to 30 megahertz band, but there's no real definition for it. It kind of encapsulates that at minimum among a few other ranges. And due to the nature of these wavelengths, shortwave radio signals can reflect or bounce off the ionosphere, allowing these broadcasts to extend for very long distances. So it wouldn't be uncommon to receive international broadcasts in other different languages, which is why these signals have become so interesting, because they're so broadly reaching. Now, among the thousands of global broadcasts, some were discovered to have strange beeps, synthesized sounds morse code songs and sometimes even voice recordings often in the case of these number stations there would be a consistent sound or song followed by a break where a voice would read out numbers and repeat it a few times and then go back into the song or the sound we'll go into a few of the specific examples here in a bit oh so this is worldwide oh yeah oh that's really cool it's hard to say if their purpose is worldwide or mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. it is more of a local purpose that, because of the nature of these radio waves, can be heard worldwide. But either way, both are Got possible. It. But it's
0: not like specifically like if we're grabbing bounced recordings or like messages from other countries. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, is it more specific to just the United States and and mm-hmm. and then and whatnot. So that's that's pretty cool.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they are definitely all over the world and in multiple different languages. And we'll we'll talk about that here in just a sec. But this is a cool mystery. It just kind of reminds me like like it feels
0: like lost in a way. You know what I mean? Like does. The t- like the TV show Lost, like yeah. just feel like you get like I feel like we're like we're going to be on an island getting these weird crypted messages from different languages uh, across the world. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah.
1: Now then the smoke monster shows up, then there's a hatch that you have to see for three seasons, but oh, Yep. No, I mean this is what I love the most about this is that it is literally in your backyard. You can tune into any one of these number stations right now. These these wavelengths are all around you. And so it's almost hidden in plain sight. And it could be mundane, the answer, or it could be some sort of just in your face espionage. But they're like, Good luck, you're not gonna crack this. We perfected it. Okay. I'm I'm all right. I'm baffled.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. The fact that you could just like I don't know go grab like a, a some kind of antenna or something like yeah. that and, and then like actually listen to it yeah so wait is it confirmed that this was used during like like for like war purposes
1: and spies and stuff like that so that's the thing okay. many people believe that these have to do with governments right. and spies or just sharing information that nobody wants to be heard but at the end of the day Only Sweden and the Czech Republic have explicitly revealed their use of number stations as an espionage tool. Every other use in every other language has yet to be confirmed or denied. And that's what leaves the air of mystery.
0: But there have been some countries that have confirmed that they used it for espionage. Yes.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll
0: take that. That's juicy.
1: Yeah. So coming back to these number stations, typically they don't use their call signs. It's not like someone's jumping on pirate radio going, K103, right? Right. There's no, you you can find the frequency if you stumble around, but you're not going to see these things showing up on frequency lists. You're not going to see them on charts. Um, You kind of need to just find them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're listening to these stations, they can be jammed. Oftentimes, these signals can stop temporarily on purpose. Sometimes they can go on for decades. It's really hard to know. Uh, but some of these appear to operate on a schedule as well, going for weeks making just nothing but a sound. And then suddenly, after weeks, they just say five numbers, they repeat that a few times, and then they go back to making sounds. But often, these stations would operate almost at random if you didn't know the goings on behind the mechanations, right? Right. So so far they've just they're just intrigue spots. Radio enthusiasts keep like finding these odd stations, writing them down, coming up with nicknames for them so they can easily identify them, and then they just listen. They just try to g- like gauge what they could mean. It's just so
0: public. It's 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 it's, it's, it's like a bold faced challenge, and that no one's been able to crack. Kind of, it's, yeah. It's a little it's a little hard to believe. What was that movie? The Enigma Code, or what is it? Um with
1: Benedict. <coughs> oh, with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh co- uh, I forgot. it was the Enigma Machine. Yes. It was Alan Turing. Was it But I forgot what it was called. Imitation game, but it was all about basically trying to crack the German yeah, the co- yeah, the code uncrackable uh, cipher, right? Mm-hmm. That's what this reminds me of. That they're yeah, almost does. like so confident in it that they're like, you'll never crack this. Yeah, which is like so bold because
0: if someone does crack it, they're not going to tell you. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, listening.
1: Yeah, they're listening and they got all the info. Right. Well, there's a reason to that. Okay. I'm going to bury that for just a second. Let that simmer and germinate. But we'll come around to why this technology hasn't changed and why the cipher is so difficult to crack. It's a very simple answer, but I don't want to lose my pacing here. My, I'm walking you down the primrose path. So coming back to it we have this growing list of odd stations so far we don't know what they are we don't even have the name numbers stations yet in terms of the history of these things developing so one of these stations that was first identified and it has become pretty popular was nicknamed the Lincolnshire Poacher it was named that because of the folk song would play at the start of every interval of this recording I actually have uh a bit of it for you here i'll let you listen to it and we'll play it also in the episode because i don't think anyone owns numbers stations are going to copyright us right but i'll let you click on that link and you can listen to it okay As you can hear, it plays like a little ditty, and then Plus, repeats then the five numbers. numbers. Come in. Yeah, and then it just repeats those numbers maybe five more times. Pretty simple. And you got you
0: got chimes like a boom. Ooh. And now numbers again. Mm-hmm. Weird. That's like lost,
1: man. That's crazy. It is. So of course this caught a lot of people's attention, and it is because so many of these strange numbers repeat numbers that they then got their namesake—the the genre numbers stations. Yeah, I know that makes. I, I, I'm. Mm, I mean,
0: obviously, it could just be someone just hitting play and sending it out into the to the right. airwaves. But oh man, that's what does it mean? Because I mean, especially because you know every. Beep and chime and boop and with along with the numbers, like I feel like if it was someone that just had recordings from like World War One or something like that, and they're just playing it for fun, mm-hmm. I feel like someone would have came forward, or it would have been like older code breaking, like technology, and people would have just like broken it already. You know what I mean? It's like outdated right. or something. So people are like, oh, this, like, this is how it. This is what it means. This was older technology used. Yeah, I, man, that's that's so weird. That just keeps playing. You Just snag it like that.
1: There's something unsettling about the sound of it, but the muffled old nature, the old sound of it, mm-hmm. just playing an old folk song like that, and then just repeating numbers. It's like when you twist one of those Jack in the Boxes. Right. Yeah. There's just something oddly unsettling about it. I don't know what it is, and I think that that helps build on the enigma of this mystery. But ultimately, the origin of these number stations is its own mystery. And I don't know if we'll ever properly get to the bottom of that. We know that multiple governments in multiple locations across the world have had number stations. But again, the only countries that have explicitly revealed their use of these as an espionage tool is Sweden and the Czech Republic. We know that they have been in Spanish, in the Cuban area. We have them in English. They're in the United States area. They're in Russian, in the Russian area. Like, they're all over uh, the world for sure. And a few of the examples we're going to talk about will go into how they were found, what we think the use of them is, and how they then have kind of either moved or what have you. But there's a group, the European Numbers Information Gathering and Monitoring Association, AKA the group called Enigma. They would study these stations and they compiled a lot of data on them as early as 1993. This is when things really started to steamroll with regards to these number stations and they started getting a lot more attention. Before that, some of the only known discussion on number stations came from a radio enthusiast newspaper called Monitoring Times, who published their findings, as well as author Simon Mason, who wrote the book Secret Signals. Now, we talked about these number stations and their use as espionage tools, but many other enthusiasts have theorize that they could be used for other things. Things like drug trafficking or something as simple as lottery numbers or sharing information in a coded way. There's a lot of different uses for broadcasting secret signals. A lottery numbers? Yeah, that so... seems a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just literally <laughs> broadcasting the straight up numbers. Yeah. I wonder I mean, if there look, has been a time where these where the numbers said were winning numbers.
0: Um, I feel like that would be... That would be information that we know, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, but I mean, that's awesome. But because of the time frame that these signals have been heard before, I mean, they, they were very prominent during the Cold War. There were calls to the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, by concerned U.S. listeners who told them that they discovered these stations and they weren't sure what these were for. And when the FCC looked into it, they said, listen, they're coming from outside the country, so we don't really have any jurisdiction over them. You also have the NSA, the National Security Agency, who said that they were monitoring these stations as well. But again, because they are a U.S. entity, they can't really do anything about international efforts, right? See, look, that's
0: what they're going to tell people. But you damn well know behind closed doors are like, what is this? We find out ASAP. If someone's like mm-hmm. telegraphing information over our airwaves, we got to know.
1: What if they were, they're just like, hey, guys, listen, there's nothing to worry about. Also, we can't do anything. But behind the scenes, they're like, oh, my God, we got to figure this out. We got to know what's going on. My God, we um, got another one, Jim. Get out there. Send our best team of code breakers now. Flash over to Tom Cruise climbing up one of the radio towers going, exactly. I'm, doing, I'm doing this stunt. Um, <laughs> I, out I don't where? Know. I don't know. Out high with an antenna. Somewhere high with an antenna. And a very good camera to capture it all. But yeah, I mean, like, I imagine the government was all over it. Right. Because it sounded like each of the governments had their own version. And to me, by just a couple of countries coming forward and saying, yeah, we we did this, it's for espionage, then I'm like, okay, then you're all doing it, and you're all doing it for espionage, right? Yeah. But when listening to these, and I'm going to say this word maybe three more times radio enthusiasts noticed that during his enthusiast is word of the day that during historic events certain number stations would actually become more active for example during an attempted coup in moscow in 1991 there was a number station called s7c that began actively broadcasting for hours and so you can start to put one and one together and say well some are active only during these events when looking back and then they shut down after. It starts to raise some questions as to the purpose. And again, I think it comes back to sharing information in a coded way to agents across the world, right? Mm. Ah, like, is it
0: coincidence? But then again, the timing, and then you're probably going to bring up a bunch of more like dates and times <laughs> where a big... Things have well, happened you know. with governments, and then it keeps, and then it procs another spike, and now my this podcast, what it does to my brain in the oh, conspiracies. Yeah. I feel like even are gonna though open I don't up have your a third, tinfoil, fourth, and fifth eye. Right, that's exactly. You're gonna see conspiracies everywhere.
1: I feel like I just
0: have already a built-in tinfoil helmet.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. We lined your skull with a, a nice veneer of tinfoil while you were sleeping. That makes sense. Yeah, but. When it comes to, like I said, a lot of these number stations were prevalent during the Cold War. Very active. In fact, there was one Cold War number station that was discovered in 1988 when a suspected spy, Johanna van Harlem, was found listening to a radio station with a female voice that was saying numbers in check, followed again by Morse code. He was copying this information down onto paper while listening to the channel, and amongst his belongings, he had code books. Some of these code books were actually still encased in soap bars. Basically, these little code books would help him, once written down, decipher what the message was within the station itself. They're in soap bars? Soap bars. That's cool. Okay. You're taking a shower. Suddenly you're getting nicked in the armpit. And you're like, oh, God, I forgot to take my code book out of my my ivory soap. Yeah, that's. All right, I, I guess it's just that. easy to tuck it in there and no one would be the wiser. Yeah. And it wouldn't yeah. kind of soak into your book or your papers.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh. I mean, I, I get it. Uh, it's, just, it's just a funny, like, picture in my head.
1: Right. Now... At the end of the day, you know, this was all happening behind closed doors, you know, in the shadow wars of the Cold War, but number stations were eventually brought to the greater public's attention and eventually then to the Internet where they sparked a wildfire of intrigue, but it was brought to the public's attention. When Enigma, the group I talked about earlier, they released the Conant Project, an album that compiled number station transmissions starting back in 1997. A lot of the recordings that we're actually going to share with you today and with the task force come from the Conant Project. But if you prefer, if you want to listen to any of them live, you can still do that. Just Google up number stations, live broadcasts. And there I'm sure are a plethora of websites that I can't vouch for that have broadcasts. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we got to throw in that disclaimer. Cannot vouch for it. I just, I got to do it. It's the internet. There's a there's something yep. for everything. But the Connit project is believed to come from uh, the word konek, which means end in Czech. And I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. This word is sometimes heard at the end of these number stations. Almost like, you know, if you and I were on a, uh, a walkie-talkie and you'd be like, shh, over, right? Right. It's kind of like that. Roger. roger, roger. Now, this is where I, I want to undig the germinated seed that is the idea of why they still use number stations, you know, we teased this earlier. Because number stations are so broadly expansive, you can listen to them almost anywhere, they become essentially untrackable. Anybody can tune into this and it's hard to know who's doing it. So unlike, you know, a physical item that you have to hand over to somebody, unlike a message that you send to someone's phone or a website that you can access, or anything like that, like a Morse code signal that you send directly down the line, or a phone call. All of those things can be traced, but a shortwave radio signal can be picked up anywhere. So that's one element as to why these are so popular and maintain their prevalence to this day. Ah,
0: uh, I mean, that's true. Anyone and anything could just be... I mean, I'm sure you can generate AI to make up this stuff. You know well, I mean? now,
1: especially, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. I guess that's that's what helps keep it in plain sight, right? Right, and the, the other thing... That- yeah, oh, go ahead. I thought, no, I mean, just the fact that it's so, like, so out there, so easily accessible.
1: Right. It's it's almost like when everyone's kind of like, oh, we know about Area 51. Mm hmm. But do they yeah, have no, aliens? Exactly. I don't know. Oh, it's
0: just so damn smart if that's what, if that's a purpose.
1: Mm hmm. Now, the other layer that keeps this prevalent, because again, we joke about it, it's old tech. But why is this still so prevalent when you can crack the code and then listen in freely? Well, that's the thing that's so interesting about this, because spies would be told the exact time to tune into these broadcasts in order to get their coded messages. And then the messages themselves would be encoded with what they call one-time pads. A one-time pad is a code that cannot be cracked because it is a single-use key. It is a cipher that can only be used once, so even if you crack it, it wouldn't matter for the rest of time. So it's likely that, for example, Van Harlem, who we talked about, had in his code books the ciphers necessary for the specific messages that he was going to be listening to. Damn. Yeah. So even if he got caught, it doesn't matter because future messages will not be lost. Right. Just the ones that you maybe were intended to have. Oh, it's just, it just feels like it could be so deadly. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, you, you listen to these number stations and you go, wow, this is both very eerie and it could mm-hmm. mean nothing. Yep. But it also could like these numbers could be saying, take the target out. You know, right. like you have no idea what you're yeah. hearing.
0: Yeah. I've seen way too many Tom Clancy movies. Okay. <laughs> Some of all fears. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen them. And there's always there's there's always codes and like spies and information being relayed that needs to be cracked and uncovered and it's always like this big huge conspiracy or or or, or threatening thing to U.S. soil. Yeah, and so I'm just like, oh man, just just to know that could be like in, in, in broad daylight, just being telegraphed. I, I mean, you got to think that government has like a room of people just monitoring this stuff, right? Or like, I imagine. Checking it out.
1: Could you imagine? You're like, I worked my whole life. I learned 15 languages. I studied coding and cryptography. I joined the FBI, and now I listen to these numbers stations. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You get scooped up just oh, to do man. that. Oh, man. We're going to talk about it, but imagine listening to... There's a station called, like, The Buzzer. And again, we'll go into the details of this one, but it just buzzes. And then maybe every few weeks, it says some numbers, and it goes back to buzzing. Imagine being the guy who's stationed on that one? Oh, my I'm the God, buzzer guy.
0: My, my ears.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: That would just be uh, be traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Mind-numbing.
1: Well, when it comes to triangulating these stations, uh, it, it has been relatively simple because you can use direction-finding equipment to roughly figure out where these signals are originating from, and people have done that in order to figure out who might be sending them out. But again... No one really claims these stations, and so we have some rough areas across the globe where these stations tend to be popular or where they tend to stem from, but it only opens the door further to theorizing, not knowing who or why or what and all of that. But let's talk about a few stations in particular. We'll come back to Lincolnshire Poacher and talk about that a little more, and then we'll go on to talk about a few other interesting stations. So Lingature Poacher, like I mentioned, is one of the better known stations. It was used by the British Secret Intelligence Service since at least the 1970s. That is a time frame that is very common, like I said, for these stations to be active. Amateur direction finding equipment tracked this down to a Royal Air Force base in Cyprus. Interestingly enough, the broadcast occurred multiple times a day, every single day of the week. And it consists of the song that you heard, followed by five numbers spoken by a woman with a British accent. These numbers, I think, were recorded. So it's like somebody went zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then they just used those recordings. So every time she says one, it sounds mm-hmm. the exact same. It's not somebody sitting on the line saying it. It is programmed in some way. Okay. It's also one of the most active stations that was heard during the Cold War, and it continued for upwards of 20 years after, if not a little longer, uh, all the way until June of 2008, when it simply retired, went offline, or went off air, I should say, and uh, no one really knows why, but they have theories that it was replaced by another station that we'll talk about right now.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's just so bold. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, just like stations down and then, you know, here's another one. Turn it on. They can't crack it. They don't know what it is. Doesn't well, this matter.
1: other one has been around for a minute, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Here we go. Okay. This one's called Cherry Ripe. It's believed to be the sister station to the Lincolnshire Poacher. Its broadcast is the same format as the Lincolnshire Poacher, but instead it plays a different folk song called Cherry Ripe. Before we continue, Fredo, I'm going to go ahead and let you listen to this one as well. All right. Pull this up. This one's extra spooky, in my opinion.
0: All right. So there's a woman Mm -hmm. who is relaying numbers and then it goes to some kind of like really slow, kind of like a carnival melody.
1: Yeah. It's like a carnival ride losing batteries.
0: Yep. And then there's just like a slight train rail screech over yes. the whole thing <laughs> it's
1: it sounds like the brakes of a train but going yeah. constantly yeah it gives off real max headroom vibes we talked oh, about that does. previously yeah, and yeah it, we did the, with that digital distortion it sounds yes. so otherworldly I, yeah. I don't know yeah the, um, the
0: voice is distorted a little bit in that
1: sense mm-hmm. now this station was believed to be located in guam since the 1960s but then moved to Australia in 2009 it is because this proximity right the previous one went down in June of 2008 and this one moved sometime in uh, 2009 in Australia it's because of that that some people theorize okay maybe Cherry Ripe is picking up the broadcasting for Lincolnshire Poacher either way it's hard to say but that is one of the common running themes between these two okay this next one is actually really fascinating i haven't heard of this one until we did this research it's referred to as "atención," aka the spanish lady in this broadcast there's a woman that says "atención" before saying five numbers i'll go ahead and let you listen to that one as well i have a link here there you are you you weren't wrong this is very sleeper agent type stuff it's very sleeper agent but with numbers instead of random words yes This one's much more simple. Not a lot of other things going on. Yeah, no, sounds no extra like, music. Sounds like it's over like a telecom.
0: Um, yeah. But it's like just simply attention and then numbers.
1: Right. All in what Spanish. What do the
0: numbers mean? What do the numbers Trevor? mean, Mason?
1: It feels like this one might be a synthesized voice. That is a trend with some of these. Some are spoken, some are synthesized. Either way, this one was heard also since at least the 60s. Wow. What's interesting? Now, this is very fascinating to me, especially given the time frame. Sometimes this broadcast would interfere with an ongoing public radio broadcast radio havana cuba a station run by the cuban government would sometimes get mixed up with this one so if somebody was listening to that radio station this one could play across their airwaves instead and that is what led to oh. the location of Atención's broadcasting station
0: come on mm-hmm. when you said like it sometimes gets like it sometimes interrupts a radio station yeah i was yeah, like yeah. all right your traditional like you know, like you were saying earlier, you know, welcome Sunday morning. And you know what I mean? Right, Like right. Just like a, a, a regular, we play Spanish country music 24-7. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's what it was. Of course, no, this is Red Web, okay? All right? This is Red Web. Of yeah. course, it interrupts a government-like channel.
1: Of course. like Imagine just kind of like, growing up and just on. being like, back streets, back one. Seven, <laughs> Seven, two, and, <laughs> your, the and and then children everywhere go, <gasps> I must attack the Backstreet Boys.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, out of all things, why? Yeah. Why that?
1: It's it's interesting. It's but too be- perfect. I think it was the physical proximity of these two stations. It could also be their radio frequency was just oddly close. And that, you know, that happens if you get one of those in-between station that's listening to two. But ultimately, it's what allowed people to figure out where the location was. And because of that, the station location led to the arrest of the Cuban Five, a group of Cuban agents in the United States. This arrest happened in September of 1998. The Cuban Five actively listened to this station, which essentially, almost, if you will, confirms the idea that this was conveying information that was meant to be secretive. So wait, Mm?
0: this accidentally, like took over a government radio station
1: yes a, a station run by the cuban government right would get mixed up with this one it
0: it, it it got you know obviously at that point it's public people are asking questions and then governments are trying to cover it other governments are trying to figure out what it is etc mm-hmm.
1: and this actually led to something well i don't know if the location of this radio station is what led to the arrests but it is the awareness of this station that led to it and so either way yes it getting mixed up with radio havana cuba is what brought it to the forefront and the knowledge of this radio station is what led to the arrest of the cuban five and but yeah i mean but there were five cubans that like were listening actively mm -hmm. listening to it yeah and when they were arrested fbi agents actually found code books in the group's house where they were listening to this and those very same code books once again confirm the idea that people were using one-time ciphers to decipher the messages in Atención. Trevor House is not real. It is real. <laughs> it's so but,
0: real. It just feels like a movie. Right. I mean, it totally does. Yeah. I mean, there are movies where literally, like, this is the plot, and then you have multiple cases. You have you have you have governments that have confirmed they use it for codes. Uh, mm-hmm. We've even busted people. All right. That's Jackson 5, the Cuban 5 um, for, for code usage. Just to be clear.
1: ABC 123 could be a number station. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, this is real. They're telegraphing codes in broad daylight. That's the thing, dude. When I think back on games and movies, they're telling us the truth. So we're normalized to it. That's my ongoing conspiracy. We play Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops, forever ago. Mm-hmm. The numbers, mm-hmm. Mason. They're referring to numbers stations. And so it normalizes it in the w- in your mind, but also normalizes it in the world of fiction. So then when you talk about it being real, it's like, oh, God, okay. There's something weird about it clicking in your head. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's one of those some... things that you just kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, That's it's, a, uh... it's
0: a weird like comfort that you've already experience and have been exposed to it right mm-hmm. it's not as like jarring
1: well it's uncomfortable that it's confirmed real after you just take it for granted for a while
0: yeah i just i mean who is to say people aren't just like you know like shell companies and they put up posters in like streets of new york and there's like codes to decipher there you know what i mean like i suppose everywhere people pass by they don't give a damn mm-hmm. i mean like maybe they're for someone maybe Dang. seeing a poster and there's just you know it's
1: i don't know you think those are ads you're walking by now? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look,
0: it's a fake ad, right? Right. And then there's a little code on it.
1: Dang. Everything's secret. Some secret message. i There's another world layered on top of this one we see. And it says, wake up. Eight. Zero, zero, eight. Five. it's trevor here you know that time where i get to speak directly to your eardrums task force hope you're doing well can you decipher my numbers station if you can shame on you you calculator fiend anyway squonks out and you guys are amazing as always the squonk pen instantly sold out instant classic we brought it back you ate it up again Thank you, Task Force. Uh, That said, we do have our second plush of the plush library. It's growing, and it is also Squonk. And we learned from Baby Hands. We saw, we heard, we listened. All of you that missed out on the Baby Hands launch uh, last year, we increased the inventory for Squonk. So that way, you have time to get a hold of it. It's not going to disappear in 24 hours or less like Baby Hands did. Oh, no, no. But I will say it is sold out 50% so far, which is... Tremendous. Thank you all so much. Uh, which would have been a sellout again within a few days. So Squonk, the plush, is available right now. It's even bigger than the baby hands, very soft, very cuddly, very cute, if not very ugly. Uh store.roosterteeth.com. That goes to support this show and enabling us to continue these episodes and trying things like case files, trying things on TikTok, and trying maybe uh, nudge nudge wink wink, some other ideas that we have for red web to expand here in 2023. I hear you all clamoring for SCP discussions, creepy pasta stuff, and other spooky stories. I'm telling you right now, straight up, and honestly, we absolutely want to do that stuff. The biggest hangup is copyright and making sure we respect authors and ownership of all that stuff, but we are working on it. We're figuring it out, and we definitely want to launch something. No promises. Sometime this year. Red Web wants to explode and do more stuff. And if you want to support us, you can show our sales team, our merch team, the numbers by either giving us those five-star reviews on Spotify, Google Play, iStore, wherever else. iStore? iPlay? Apple? Anyway. Also, by subscribing to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash redwebpod. And with all that self-promotion, yucky, yucky, shake it off, take a shower, out of the way, I want to talk about one of today's fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by Upside. As I'm sure you all know, hobbies can get expensive, especially with price hikes lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but I certainly have. But there's a new way to save, Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, you can get cash back on every purchase that you use. It's basically cash back for doing anything that you would normally be doing. Taking a look at this app on my phone, I've opened it up and I love the way it's laid out. I love how convenient it is to find all the places that fit within the Upside environment. Anything that you can get cash back on, like they say, from gas stations in your area to food chains, I really appreciate that one of my local favorite places is on this app. And so anytime I go, I know I can use Upside to get some juicy cash back. It's basically a discount on my favorite food. To get started, download the free Upside app, use our promo code REDWEB, that'll let them know we sent you, and you will get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. So be sure to load up, get another, just like a quarter off of every dollar you spend. To get started, download the free Upside app, use our promo code REDWEB, and get an extra 25 cents back on every gallon on your first tank of gas. Next claim, and offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Then pay as usual with a credit card or a debit card, follow the steps in the app, and simply get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Download, once again, the free Upside app and use promo code REDWEB. Again, that'll get you an extra 25 cents for every gallon on your first tank of gas. 25 cents! off of every gallon in your first tank of gas. That's good right now. And this economy, Christian? Oh, that's good right now. I love it. Again, use promo code REDWEB. That'll let them know that we sent you. Support the show. Get some upside and get that cash back. And with that said, let's dive right back into the mystery. All right, moving on to the buzzer station. I'm going to let you listen to this one before I go any further. Fredo, let me introduce you to... UVB-76, a.k.a. the buzzer. The buzzer. Okay.
0: All right. It sounds like when you're talking to someone on the phone with really bad noise canceling and they're outside, so you hear the wind. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's a uh, like a little honk, but it's like it's like like a honk. Wait a minute, is this station just broadcasting traffic? I'm just saying it's not as high pitched. Yeah, it's like it's like a like honk from like a a car that's just giving up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what it sounds like. I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you. But I mean, and then it just keeps going, and it's like every other second. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So that is UVB-76, a.k.a. The Buzzer. It's one of the many shortwave radio stations that has been uh, popularized in this mystery. It's one of the ones that's taken the internet in particular by storm since at least around 2010. As you described, it repeats a short buzzing sound or a honking sound at a rate of approximately 25 tones per minute, all day, every day, nonstop. Occasionally, the buzzing will be interrupted by a male voice in Russian, songs from Swan Lake, Morse code, and even a conversation over the telephone. Which is true. I, I remember when I first heard about these number stations way back in high school, which would be just shy of 2010, and listening to a lot of these recordings, sometimes it would just sound like two people like eavesdropping in on an old timey telephone. And I'm like, what is going on? What? Is, what is this? Like, someone please yeah. translate this. But it was, so it just wasn't as known about the, at the time, and not a lot of people were transcribing it or translating it. But I would be interested if that exists now. Task Force, if you know about it, let us know. Yeah, like some transcribed numbers station convos.
0: Ooh. I mean, the cool thing again, we've discussed this many a times. Like, the internet takes this, and everyone from like all angles just uh, dives right into it. Uh huh.
1: And everyone's obviously. got their own expertise, mm-hmm. so they all have their own different lenses to look through.
0: Exactly. I mean, it does muddy the waters, obviously. Yeah, sure. Like, I know, what you know, I have five years and I'm making this up and mm-hmm. like, let me tell you my opinion. But you do have experts. A lot of people it gets in a lot of eyes. But it doesn't seem to matter because it just keeps happening. And um, this is being used uh, to this day for people mm-hmm. to decipher information undercover. And this is wild.
1: It's very wild. It's this- wild because it's just so out there, Trevor. What's right. so wild about it. It's just literally like, I'm sure these waves are blasting through you right now and you have no idea. The, what the- sinister knowledge is touching your very skin at this moment? I have no idea.
0: That's actually a good way of... That's, I mean, honestly, that's actually a, a, a really cool way to think about it.
1: Yeah. And then you start to think about, you know, now I'm about to go off the deep end, but like when you think about paranormal and its relationship to the electromagnetic spectrum and how like high frequencies can mess with your brain you start to wonder like man is there some sort of like can you do radio propaganda like can radio waves that you don't hear interact with your brain in some way that's all it, I'm saying it, I don't know I don't your brain has waves these does, have waves it does what but if, true, what if these a, waves nudge your brain waves into a certain thing that's not a rabbit hole I want to go you down you think that's air you're breathing now <laughs>
0: All Dude, right. how many artificial or fake things that we've been like? Oh, oh man, I know. Uh, okay, I just man. I mean, we, I think about, I mean I'm sure I asked the question before. Get in there. But on your deathbed, mm-hmm. in your in your final moments. Oh man, would it's you a wanna, stinky bed. Would you Would you want to
1: know? Would I want to know what the truth? All of
0: it? Yeah, like a handful of just hard hitting questions. Are aliens real? Oh, Is this yeah. simulation? Yeah.
1: I, I host this show. Of course I do. I want to be like. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> and they're like great great grand was a weird one <laughs> his last words were a vehement scream of i knew it and then he became his own number station yeah i, don't I know, know. I, f- I feel like i would want to know maybe not i don't know there's there's something disturbing about knowing too much too soon like i don't need exactly. to live with this knowledge but i would <laughs> like to have the, you know the interest scratched a little bit right you're
0: you're on the whole like oh i'm about to i'm about to pass <laughs> into the to the other plane yeah uh-huh, let uh-huh. me know oh yeah. wait i'm i still got 30 years left nah dang nah, too no soon. Don't, don't
1: tell me too soon you hand me the envelope i'm locking it away it'll be like a time capsule
0: would you want to know
1: today no neither would i yeah no, no no because like it would be painful it's the question fredo It's the question that drives us. If you get the answer too soon, you're not going to enter the Matrix or exit the Matrix in this case.
0: Look, but like, no one, you'll be running around going like the Matrix is real. I know
1: it. Uh huh. I've seen plenty of those folks. Right. Maybe they have the answers, but they're not being listened to. True. But no one's going (laughs) to listen to you, and it's going to be like the most, it's going to be like an itch in your brain. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No. What's super interesting about this station, the Buzzer Station, is that. Unlike most of the other stations where it sounds like there is a signal going directly to the radio waves, this one sounds like there's an in-between, almost as if there's a microphone in a room listening to a speaker, if that makes any sense. It's adding reverb in that sense, which means that this station in particular has a speaker somewhere in some room in some place on this planet that has a microphone right next to it that is then picking it up and then broadcasting it out instead of going from signal to radio, if that makes sense. Oh, so it's going, it's just kind of being filtered. Yeah. Yeah. There's something so unsettling to me about that because now I picture a 1970s Cold War era, room with these giant tape computers. Yep. And Mm -hmm. something has just been playing there for decades, an empty spider webby dusty room with one of those old timey microphones right next to it, just sending it out to the world. Just this empty room listening to this. So eerie. I just picture the
0: shot going down a dark hallway into a dimly lit room mm-hmm. with that giant recorder. We got one of those in the basement of the task force headquarters. Yeah, still not quite sure what it's um, broadcasting, but it's it's there. It's my mixtape. <laughs> I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping to get the spotted. the hottest mixtape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one, eight... <laughs> it's, it's just broadcasting to, to your SoundCloud. that's all <laughs> just trying to loop my uh my plays you know what i mean just trying to get yeah. tons of listens <laughs> so when this particular buzzing signal when this when this broadcast started it has been highly debated though because the name contains the characters 76 many people believe it might be specifically 1976 or at least during the 1970s When located, it was found to be near Pavarovo, Russia, but has since moved. I teased this a little bit earlier on. Some of these stations move, and I don't believe, like, I'm I'm wagering, all right? I'm just hypothesizing, but they could move due to being found. They could move due to necessity or convenience, or it could move due to the fact of somebody having found it or listened into it, and they want to get it somewhere else. I don't know. But at the beginning of this particular station's broadcasting history, it identified itself as UYB-76, and then later on as UZB-76, and that's where it informs the current UVB-76 name. Of course this one was in Russia. Mm -hmm. Of course there's at least one. Most of them, to my knowledge on number stations, I believe are in Russia. When When I first heard about this, I heard of them being Russian number stations with... Uh, the numbers being in Russian, literally. All right. But I'm really stoked to hear that they're all over the world. I think that makes it even more fascinating.
0: All right, Trevor. This is look. Enough mm-hmm. is enough. Okay, okay, pick up. Pick up the red telephone in the office. Okay. Yep. Got it. Right. Here it is. You know who it. You know. You know who it goes to. Oh. Tell them to put up the radio shield. <laughs> I can't tell. Them we them got that. too. We got too much information that's okay. just being freely broadcasted. Why? I mean, like, is is there any way that we could put put up some kind of I don't
1: know right. like I'm gonna, shield I'm gonna, across I'm the country. The to... I'm doing it chair. It's me. The squealing pig. Put up the filter. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. We had, I forgot. We had superhero. Mr. The chair. It's me. <laughs> the pig put up the task force headquarters, Faraday cage. And then a helicopter comes in and drops an entire copper <laughs> mesh around the entire building. Dude, there's gotta be some type of right. Something like,
0: I'm sure they. Or does the government just go look? We just monitor it, and most likely something will happen.
1: Yeah, I think they just monitor it. Maybe figure out where they're at. Try to understand maybe who would be interested in listening, and then paying attention to that. I don't think you can get specifically into the station and decode what they're saying. I think you need to find the users of the station and right. analyze that. Okay. But again, untraceable. They just, especially since you can broadcast them out and they can bounce around the planet. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this station is over the years of broadcasting, its call sign has changed multiple times. Most recently, as of recording this episode, it is NZHTI. No idea what that might mean, but that of is course, the current yeah. call sign. Okay. Many online have tried to find the purpose of this particular station, of course, struggling to do so. One theory is that it is related to the voice of Russia, a government-run station, reminds you perhaps of the Atencion, Spanish-speaking station that we talked about. Another more sinister purpose behind this station is that it could act as sort of a dead man's switch, as part of Russia's dead hand system, essentially saying this could be a failsafe. If this station goes down, that it automatically releases nuclear weapons at some point if these conditions are met. Very typical of your spy films or of counter espionage. Basically to say, like, if somebody stops responding or if the station goes down, what have you, something happens. Yeah. Right. This is interesting and morbid, but unlikely since the buzzer station has stopped in the past before and no dire consequences were met. So... At this point, it's more of an interesting thought. But ultimately, Uh, many do not believe that this is a mystery at all and is likely, just like the other stations, a way to spread military information. It's still a big deal. still a big deal. Absolutely. It's so weird to know perhaps the purpose of all of these stations is to just speak in confidence to your allies or your agents or whoever out there that you want to talk to, knowing that it's like... It's right in front of everybody else, but odds are they're not going to be able to figure it out. Yeah.
0: That's I mean, so look, strange. There, there could be a battle being waged right now. You know
1: what I mean? Kind of like Underworld, or you know, oh. with, with the vampires and the lichens. You know what? You gave me a thought. And it, and it plays into a theory because unlike most episodes, we're not going to go into a theories section. We're just kind of ongoing oh. talking about this. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, we'll, we'll talk about kind of the current and recent usage of these stations and that will kind of sunset the conversation because there's not really much else to say. But what's interesting to me is what you just said. Is it possible to clone one of these stations and scramble the feed? Can you try to match the frequency? Can you try to match the unique sounds and signals that are being sent? Is it something where nowadays with modern technology, you play this buzzing sound or these weird train rail screeching sounds and a computer can verify that as the authentic origin, right? No. So it goes, oh, you know, cause like when we've been on set to film things and they use lav microphones, if they want to send that microphone to a new frequency or turn it on or off, they can make this little sound that goes beep, bleep, bleep. And just that tells the microphone what to do. And so I'm wondering if
0: we have experienced that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering if these weird sounds underneath the numbers are just a way to tell a computer something or if it's just almost like computer code done in audio, if that makes sense.
0: No, I mean, it completely does. In my mind, I like to think that there's a battle raging, a war. Oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah, who's to say like... There's a Skynet. Oh, no. That's bad for everyone. <laughs> There's something nice about the, the entire human race coming together to fight something. You know what I mean, though? Like, oh, yeah, we're just like, hey, we got to put our, our BS aside. Like the iPhones are uprising. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. But, but like still terrifying regardless, because, you know, we would lose. They have access to everything. They would be able to calculate and compute and think within um, nanoseconds. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. we It's yeah, like
1: absolutely. that movie Eagle Eye. Yeah. Yeah. Game? Shia LaBeouf. Shia, right? Shia LaBeouf. With uh, uh, that AI that you thought was a person the whole time. Right. And it's just manipulating people. That movie was better than I thought it would be. It was. It really yeah. was. Fascinating little twist that we just spoiled. <laughs> 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 I feel like the movie's really old. Hey, check it out. Even if it's spoiled, still really good. But let's talk now about some of the current and recent usages of the number stations, Mm -hmm. including my own personal theory that maybe this is just computer code done audio-wise. But number stations, like I said, have been primarily used during the Cold War era, but there is evidence that today they are still being used. It has been reported that the U.S. uses number stations to communicate encoded information to international spies. There is also a Cuban station, HMO1, sometimes called Voce de la Chica, HM01 is not the Pokemon move cut, if you're a a nerd like me. Mm -hmm. It's a number station that is believed to be operated by the Cuban Intelligence Directorate, or the Dirección de Inteligencia. It's impossible to know exactly who or what information is being shared from this station. HM01 is believed to be the successor of another government number station, Atención, that we talked about earlier. In November of 2012, HM01 began using the frequencies and time slots normally associated with attention. HM01 has been described by some as a quote, hybrid mode station. This essentially means it broadcasts both a voice reading numbers and a digital transmission mode used by its sister station, SK01, which no longer exists. It is believed that the sounds were files being sent using a digital transmission mode called redundant digital file transfer, which only HM01 is known to use. RDFTs can be run through programs that will decode the sounds and reveal information, sometimes messages or even images, which I'm just gonna be honest with myself since I just read this, this is the spot of the notes that I wanted to react live with you. I didn't Mm. know the current usage of these stations, but that right there, my ignorant brain met intelligent research from jillian and it's essentially saying that yes you can listen to these audio files and get out other information such as images or messages love it
0: yeah i mean it's you know technology that is, uh, obviously exist for a while the fact that you can pull images is pretty wild to me
1: oh yeah i love that so, like, what is a spectrograph we talked about those mm-hmm. especially in uh, the cicada 3301 episode yeah but I love running audio through Adobe Audition because you can can see the spectrogram of the audio and if there's any visuals associated with it, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Much like the historic number stations that we've discussed, current number stations such as HM01 still have no real clear purpose, no confirmed purpose behind them. I think that's what's honestly keeping the mystery alive because Yes, we can sit here and go, yeah, sure, it's just sharing information privately in plain sight. But it's what's being shared or why or with who. Those are the real questions that really keep people interested in these stations. Now some have theorized when it comes to HM01 in particular that this could be the result of the US and Cuba reopening their embassies in Havana and in Washington DC and still needing a reason to spy. Some internet mysteries we have covered, in fact, uh, such as the Markovian parallax denigrate, unfavorable semicircle, South 32, Captain Coochie's Keyline pie mystery, have all been theorized to be modern versions of number stations. Essentially, websites that seem to dump raw information that, once you look at that, is kind of confusing. There's no real purpose behind it, but it does evoke the same idea that. Maybe it's just a cryptic way to share information in plain sight, and you need some sort of cipher. That being said, one of the biggest hang-ups with this theory is that because you're using the internet, you would be leaving a trace as to who the sender is, who the receiver is, and it would be kind of unlikely then if that's the environment you want your spies to be operating in. Yeah. That being said, these are all viral, well-known mysteries that could be made that way so as to muddy the waters. People like you and me, Task Force, uh, go to these websites to go, ooh, ah, what's this about? And we just end up becoming distraction traffic. Yep. We're just a cog in the giant machine. That's why you got to be careful out there. Watching what you click on, who you listen to. Quick, everyone
0: take their Amazon and Apple listening devices. Hurry. (laughs) Hurry. Run over, smash it.
1: <laughs> now, what I have to say next is very important, but first, smash that device. <laughs> I don't know where you ran, but then you absolutely smashed the crap out of your listening device. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. I mean, uh, for a lot, for most people, it's not right next to them. Some people have to go Arr! and like drive home you know what i'm saying right
1: right now go back to the store pick up a new device and continue where you left off exactly yeah and now that you
0: smashed it the important thing to tell you i forgot actually so um Mm -hmm. i
1: apologize what's the important thing i forgot oh dang (laughs) dang i'd hate to be upset i hate, hate to be looking forward to that secret (laughs)
0: The the spoiler is, I I forgot the whole time
1: (laughs) The spoiler was, it was never there
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was never a secret But you are a true dedicated task force member And thank you uh,
1: for smashing your device Don't Um, smash your device, don't really actually smash your device Disclaimer, do not smash,
0: smash that device Someone's just gonna be like, I'm the most dedicated task force member It's like a pile of broken, like a broken Google Home
1: They'll do it, man I, I saw, uh, let's see, Krampus just came out as of the time of recording this, and a lot of people were sharing with us what they were doing while listening. It was so yeah, cool to see. Yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to get a bunch of photos on new devices from their old no, devices being no, smashed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, just, just blame uh, the flying wombat on that one. <laughs> no. All right, last thoughts here before we close this one out on the number stations. It's possible, you know, we keep implying that they could be for espionage, but that is not the only tool that number stations could be used for. For example, in 2016, the North Korean number station V-15 broadcast a message for the first time in 16 years. It said in Korean, quote, practice assignments and mathematics lessons under the curriculum of the remote educational university for expedition members of team number 27 and then it said this quote on page 459 question number 35 on page 913 question number 55 on page 135 question number 86 on page 257 question number two and i just got immense flashbacks going all the way back to my calculus class where my teacher exactly. would give us really bespoke homework assignments mm-hmm. all right everybody turn to page 55 you're gonna do one through eight yep. then do word problem number one and you're like oh when they give you one question you know it's bad yeah,
0: you know it's a lengthy one Ugh, oh, meaty i do not miss school yeah
1: shout out to everyone that's studying hard right now yes truly you're a trooper uh, you know appreciate you all, study up is important. Now, when it comes to this particular message, uh, it does not evoke the same ideas as the espionage theories have purported, but some South Korean officials believe that this could have simply been psychological warfare rather than actually coded messages. In fact, it could actually also be a very interesting teacher giving an actual assignment, for all we know because it's very possible i mean pirate radio used to be huge in decades past because uh and pirate radio is just essentially an unlicensed radio broadcast people would set up their own pirate radios back in high school and stuff and so you could listen to whatever your friend wanted to send out um (laughs) maybe this was just an educational pirate radio i don't know But ultimately, that has been the number stations. Again, there's no real theories because it is simply something that exists. And the main theory is that it's coded messaging, hidden in plain sight, because that stands to great reason. And many countries, or at least two in particular, have pointed out that it is in fact for that, at least for them. But I have always had a really deep fascination with these number stations. There are so many to talk about with such unique characteristics task force if you know a numbers station out there that you uh want us to listen to or react to feel free to send them to us on social media at red web pod uh, but fredo any closing thoughts on uh on number stations since you hadn't heard of these stations before i
0: just man i look it's a cool mystery because it's real mm-hmm. in, in my mind i'm 100 percent convinced it is real whether it was used in the past um to do those uh you know to relay messages to spies etc code breakers all that kind of stuff um it's it's a real thing and it's it's i don't know i just kept waiting for the twist of like it's a big conspiracy no it's real (laughs) like that's a twist of this episode it's real it's so strange like
1: i i think the fact that it's real Mm -hmm. and out there is what and, and tangible is what makes it so fascinating so in our faces right it's insulting it's the same like i said as area 51 the fact that you know about it only makes it more intriguing yeah it doesn't make me turn to blind eye it makes me stare directly into the abyss and go tell me more it's
0: really cool like the different nuances between different mysteries you know what i'm saying yeah like i could totally see a different mystery that's a, maybe a little bit more nefarious than this i mean how can you get more nefarious than this but like even more nefarious than this or maybe um something that's I don't know supernatural but it Ooh. has a bunch of theories right this is more just like no this is pretty much straight up what it is which is a twist in, its, in itself for yeah. an episode
1: yeah i mean now my mind is starting to wander as like you know are, are is this just um man i don't know like are, are they just controlling some huge servers of computers and data across the world by way of old technology i mean that'd be man, interesting They could you know, you're just putting inputs into a computer without a keyboard, you're just doing it via sound from somewhere far away. I don't know. Man, Task Force, this one, because again, we don't have a huge amount of theories, would love to hear if there's anything that we didn't discuss theories-wise, what your thoughts, your takes on this are. Again, hit us up anywhere on social at Red Web Pod, TikTok at the Red Web, or email red web at roosterteeth.com. With that said, Fredo, as we close, there's a fun fact. I realized this after we recorded the episode, but our 123rd episode, speaking of numbers, came out on January 2nd, 2023. So 123 came out on 1, 2, 23. Oh come on,
0: man! That was our numbers game. That was that was it.
1: That Two and was and a half, three
0: years in the making. Does it? Yep, <laughs> we did it. So when we sat down and conspired to make this, that was the plan. That being said, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. If you know, then you know.
1: Goodbye.